left onto Main Street. Oh, we're parking right here. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Your route guidance is finished. Jack and Coke slushies with the door. Oh. If you'd like to add that to your experience. We would do that. Hey, why not? Hey, how's it going? I'm Jed. I'm gonna be with y'all today. Hi, hey, yeah. uh, Alright, so we're gonna we're gonna head out yeah. of here Yeah, that's good. Hey, rock and rollers, it's Whiskey and Rock, a backstage pass to learn about whiskey and spirits and hear stories from industry insiders and rock stars, real-life rock stars. So get ready and join your hosts, D-Rock and JR, for the VIP whiskey experience you've been waiting for. Welcome to the Whiskey and Rock Show. Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Rock. Yes. And dare I say a special episode. It is very special. Yeah. We, uh, a few weeks ago, we had a, a special guest on, C-Money, mm-hmm. and we were talking, I think we, maybe we even reviewed the uh, the, the new Jack, Jack Daniel single barrel, barrel proof rye on that episode. Is that how we got talking about Jack? I think we did the Jack 10 and 12. There was a Jack Daniels review. There involved. was a Jack Daniels review. <laughs> yes. In any event, we had talked about how you know neither C uh, Money or I had been to Jack Daniels, and we mm-hmm. talked about rectifying that, and we have. Yes. Uh, we were able to make a trip down to Lynchburg. C mm-hmm. Money unfortunately couldn't join us. No. But uh, but we had our our band of merry men, and we, we went did. down there and had a great time. Yeah, we did. We got to tour the grounds. Mm-hmm. And we got to to do a tasting. Yes, we did. And uh, our, our tour guide, Jed, was fantastic. He was awesome. And we, hey, we got to see charcoal being made. We did. And yes. that was uh, apparently just a, what, a once or twice a yeah, week twice thing? twice a week thing. Yeah. Just, you happen to be there. And it's so that was really cool. Yeah. And um, so it was a fantastic experience. And uh, I think this uh, hopefully will give people kind of a flavor for what we did down there. Yes. So join us with our friend, Jed. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, what's your usual role? Like? So, so what do you do every day? My title is Senior Brand Ambassador, so I'll do like media podcast stuff every so often, um, and only when they end up showing up. Normally, like Chris Fletcher, uh, yeah. Fletcher, or uh, Lexi will show up on site and do something off site. So, uh, media, celebrities, stuff like that. I also do your normal everyday tours. Uh, I'm a whiskey taster here on the property, so I did that this morning. It's Whiskey Wednesday. We actually get the drink in the lab today, so that was pretty cool. And uh, I sample sensory Monday through Friday, so and then a whole lot of paperwork. So what are you tasting like today, Whiskey Wednesday? <laughs> so today we were doing what's called a triangle. Uh, it's where they set up, and it's all blind. So they set up three uh, Glencairns. We go through and we smell for what is potentially either a defect or a change in the whiskey quality, or sometimes like they did today, they threw a completely different sample in with the rotation and something was wrong with that sample. And so can you tell us what the sample is? Can you tell us what the defect might be? And so it's a lot of testing um, and they do that just in case they do have something that pops up in the lab, everybody agrees there's something wrong, they'll bring the panel in and then we'll do that sort of a, a test against okay. the whiskey. 
and we're testing at all aspects. I mean, like this morning when I came into the sensory lab, which will go into the bottom floor of that building, uh, we're pulling from the tri boxes off the still, uh, our mellowing vats, our holding tanks, we call them cisterns, that's where we pull to take them to the barrel. So all along the way, the raw whiskey's being smelt and looked at. Yeah, so we do that work as well. And we're pulling anything from like a, a buttery popcorn kind of smell sometimes, or maybe fingernail polish or a metallic can or something. So we're looking for all kinds of defects because people trust that we're gonna make a quality product. And if we have something go out that's not quality, then we need to catch it before it goes out, before it ever hits one of those. So you're smelling the white dog. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that <clears throat> that new maker raw spirits coming off the still, we're testing it. Okay. Yeah, it goes through our charcoal, we're testing it. It sits in our cisterns, we're testing it. So yeah, at all aspects. Gotcha. And we're also testing here. Yeah. That's a seven story barrel house containing twenty thousand barrels of whiskey. Wow. It's a million gallons of jack right there. It's not enough. <laughs> all right. We serve 173 countries. All of it comes from here. More specifically, that building with all the windows in the distance, that's where we're actually producing the, the raw spirit. So we have roughly, well, we have 94 active barrel houses. 95 is built and we're filling it up right now. So we don't count it until it's full. Uh, the larger houses on the south side, they're holding 67,000 barrels or 3.5 million gallons of whiskey. Yeah. And all within how much farther radius from here? Our furthest barrel house from what we call North Campus, where we're at, is about three, three and a half miles okay. south. Yeah. Yeah. Our main bottling facility is about two miles south of here, something like that. Mm -hmm. Y'all ready to walk? Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you, Mark. I did have Thank you. Thank Thank you. Guys, that building, wooden framed, it's a pole barn. Hmm. There's no insulation, no heating and cooling inside that building. So we allow Mother Nature to do her job. It's gonna get hot in the summertime and it's gonna get cold in the winter. And I'm sure y'all are fully aware of this, but it's gonna open and close the wood pores, mm -hmm. allowing that whiskey to soak in and out. But we don't roll, spin or change floors. So sitting at the bottom of the building, it's gonna experience maybe 85 degrees in the summertime because cold air, cold air sinks. At the top of the building, it's touching 125, 130 up there. And that's where we're finding stuff like single barrel select, single barrel barrel proof, single barrel rye, and now the new rye barrel proof. All of that's found at the top. It's not placed there. It's not anything different than what might be sitting lower in the barrel house. It's just because of the temperature. Yeah, any questions? That I was going to ask you about, so when it comes to like, the new rye barrel mm -hmm. proof and, and all the different um, iterations of Jack Daniels, mm -hmm. is that stuff that's planned out years in advance or is it stuff that you kind of happen upon a group of barrels and go, well, wait a second, this is different. We should do something different with this. Uh the, uh, the rye barrel proof, that's a really quick turnaround. Mm -hmm. I mean, all you have to do is say we have a select group of barrels that taste amazing at cask strength, right? At barrel strength. Uh, but something like a Koi Hill, yeah. all right? Which Koi Hill is that way. It's up the hill about three quarters of a mile. That's it. And uh, we actually purposely placed barrels in what we call the imaginary eighth floor. 
All right, so we chiseled out the rafters. We shoved uh, 500 and some odd barrels up there in two barrel houses, and it achieved higher temperatures, which gave us higher proof levels. I mean, the pints were pouring out at like 155 something. Yeah. It was amazing. That was planned. So it can be both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's both and. So it's pretty cool. That building was built somewhere in the 50s, 1950s. Wow. Yeah. So what's, the, what's the oldest building you have? Uh, we're actually, when we came out of the visitor center and drove down the alley, there's a three-story building. That's the George Green Barrel House. It was built in 1938. Okay. Uh, we potentially, and I'm doing some research for archive purposes, we potentially have another building that in 1894, Jack built one on the property. And it looks weirdly like a building that's sitting at the end of this main road down distillery lane that we're using for... Uh, processing and pour out for single barrel and we have some office space up top okay so it looks just like the building it's like they added a porch to it so it could be the oldest building we have on the nice. property other than jack's office yeah. yeah yeah they did not plan this for y'all all right uh the it's fact amazing. is you just won the lottery when it comes to being at jack daniels first off have y'all been here before yeah. i haven't no no have you have you have as well Guys, we only burn wood to make charcoal one, maybe two days out of the week, and only once or twice those days. So they did a burn yesterday. That's the result of the burn they did yesterday. And they have one burn today. Otherwise, there'd be multiple pans out here to catch that charcoal. All the wood is hard sugar maple. We take four stacks or two cords of wood, stick it up underneath the hood, and we light it on fire. Now to get the fire started, we have to spray something on the wood and it cannot be a petroleum-based product. Can y'all guess what we might be using? Yeah, we take 140 proof right off the steel, it lights up just fine. It's gonna burn for an hour and a half, that fire touches temperatures close to 1800 degrees. And when it's done, it's this lump charcoal in the pan. They're gonna spray it off with water for about 30 minutes to make sure all the pieces are put out. Yeah, that's yesterday's. And then they're gonna hold it in this pan for about 24 to 48 hours. They're gonna grind it inside the room right next to where the staircase is. And this is what makes us a Tennessee whiskey. This is what separates us from a bourbon. All bourbons are whiskeys. Not all whiskeys are bourbons. And that's the separation for us. How about this? Uh, y'all have done the whiskey trail, right? Y'all been up yeah. to Kentucky and y'all have done all this. Um, first off, you have to be geographically in the state of Tennessee to call yourself Tennessee whiskey. And charcoal must be in your production. But we follow the entire bourbon standard. Everything they do in Kentucky, Connecticut, Oregon, Texas, it doesn't matter where they're producing that whiskey in the U.S., they're following that same standard. Smell that. Yeah, it smells good. It smells huh? really good. So we're bourbon by nature. We're Tennessee whiskey by choice. We've been making this choice for 157 years. Y'all want some white dog? Yeah. Let's taste that lighter fluid. I want you to taste it, all right? And then after that, if you want to rub your hands together, we've been killing COVID up here for years. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah. This is what's coming off the still. Uh-huh. Wow. That's 140 actually coming off the still. Really? We didn't cut it. We didn't believe them after tasting it, so we took a lighter and it lit. Yeah. Wow. Um, so 
Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. You get that great corn flavor on your tongue, smell, it's great. What we're gonna do is drop that new make through 10 feet of this charcoal. It's gonna soak up that grain oil and it still comes out clear. It comes out 140 proof, but now it tastes and smells like 140 proof spicy water. Okay. All right, very, very clean. Almost wants to evaporate off your tongue at 140. Yeah, it doesn't have any ability to hold on. It only is gonna last for about nine to 12 months. It's not gonna last forever, but a year is a long time. When we're done, we don't throw anything away. That's not an exaggeration. First off, we're buying waste wood to make the charcoal. When we're done with it, we're sending it to Arkansas and Texas, and what they're gonna do is squeeze it into those grilling briquettes that you can buy at the store. We also started extruding pellets for your Traeger or pellet grills, so uh, we don't waste. We're 100% recycled on the property. First off, where we're standing is where Jack set up his still and ran whiskey on the property. Uh, this is not where Jack learns how to make whiskey. He was born in this county about five miles south of here, the youngest of 10 children. And at the ripe old age, or six or seven, he got it in his head that he was a full grown man and he moved out of his dad's house. He started him young, man, I don't know what to say. Jack moves out, he's not homeless. He bounces around to a bunch of different farms, but he ends up on Mr. Dan Call's property just about two miles away from where he was born and on the call property is where he met his future mentor, Mr. Nathan Nearest Green. And Mr. Green was teaching Jack how to make whiskey at the same time that the Civil War was going on. It was before emancipation, and Mr. Green was, in fact, an enslaved man over on the call property. After emancipation, he found himself free. Could do anything he wanted to do. All he wanted to do was to stay right there with Jack. And Mr. Green became our very first master distiller, which to this day, is the top position at any distillery on the planet. But when Jack finds out that this land and that water is up for lease, he wants to set his still right here. And Mr. Green told him, no way. He said, Jack, it's too far for me. You need to talk to George. George was his son and Jack's best friend. Jack and George set their still up right here and the evidence is up on the rocks. All the black discoloration you see on that rock awning that is smoke, soot, and ash from Jack and George stoking their fire over 140-something years ago. It's a 140-year-old uh, smoke. The reason they came, that water's perfect. See, back in the 1800s, nobody had refrigeration, so the only way you were going to recondense alcohol vapor was spring water. That water is 56 degrees year-round. If you have international folks listening, 13 Celsius year-round. It's, <laughs> it's the only one I can do. I like to brag. It's completely iron-free water. Now, the reason it's iron-free is because of our geology. Our rock is limestone, and it pulls the iron out of the water. What if you don't get it out? If the iron is in the water and you mature your whiskey, your whiskey will pour out black and bitter. There's no iron in this water because of that giant rock sponge holding on to it. And we've been sucking water out of that hole for 140 something years. We supply 173 countries. I don't care if you're in Australia or back in my house, that is the water in our whiskey bottle. It's never gone dry in all those years. Told you it was a long story. All right, so gentlemen, the still house, fermentation, yeast propagation, our grain mill, is that one building right there in front of you. Every drop of Jack you've ever sipped in your life has come out of that building. 
if Frank Sinatra was standing here with us, he only drank out of that building. Uh, we're going to fill up our silos every morning, about five or six in the morning, and we're going to drain all of those white silos in about 12 hours. We're going to grind the grain, cook the grain, grow the yeast, ferment, and distill in there. Uh, we have four copper stills inside of our still house. They're not pot stills, they're column reflux stills. So as long as we're pumping in that fermented grain, we're getting whiskey up all day long. It's very consistent on what we're looking for out of those column stills. The small ones produce 20 gallons per minute. The large ones produce 40 gallons per minute. On average, now we might walk in there and there's only two running, but on average we're running three stills at a time. That's about two barrels a minute, 24 hours a day, six days a week. Uh, about 100,000 gallons of whiskey a day or half a million fifths of whiskey a day, only out of that building right there. Is there a dedicated one for rye? Or? So we have a secondary still house at the top of the hill. Okay. Uh, you can kind of make out a barrel house at the yeah. top of that rise. Yeah. About a quarter of a mile behind it, uh, we have two small stills and uh, we can't expand in the holler anymore. So if we need to expand, it'll be up there, but our rye is produced up there. Okay. And mainly it's because all the back flushing that we'd have to do to clean the stills, yeah. clean the pipes, do all of that. So that's where the rye's made. All of our corn whiskey's made down here. You're standing in headquarters, 1956 for Jack Daniels. We were no bigger than this room the morning they sold. And all of that happened because Uncle Jack passes away. It's innocent, guys. He lives about two miles south of the square. He wakes up early. He's on his way to Nashville, and he forgot a logbook inside this safe right here, so he's just going to come and get it. He walks over to the safe. Nobody's here. He spins the lock. And the moment he turned it, he forgot the combination. He's so hard-headed, he just kept spinning the lock, thinking it was going to jog his memory, and it never happened. He got so mad that this 1,600-pound safe wouldn't open. The jack calls off, puts boot into the thing, and breaks his big toe on his left foot. He snapped it clean and waited six months to go to the doctor. Gangrene set up in Jack's big toe, kicks the safe in 1905. Jack dies from blood poisoning in 1911. That is the actual safe that killed Jack Daniel. Y'all want to touch it? Y'all can touch it, just don't kick it. It's already killed a man. Yeah. Okay, at this point in the tour, we were able to go and do a private tasting. Yes. With uh, with Jed and 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 uh, kind of taste through some of their uh, their more premium offerings. Mm -hmm. I guess is is how they put it. Right. And uh, we tried what we had the old number seven, the old number seven Sinatra. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a single barrel. Yes, and a single barrel rye. Yep, I know. We we also did the triple mash and the bonded, and then I think we did a single barrel barrel proof whiskey. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we had all those, and and the thing that I thought was really interesting about all that is you look at the tasting notes, and the word banana is not used. It is not anywhere. No, it's not. So I, if just looking at the tasting notes, you wouldn't think you were drinking yeah. Jack Daniels. Yeah, but, not at all. But uh, it was a fantastic experience. Uh, it was interesting to taste through all the different varieties and, mm -hmm. and the differences between each of those. Yep. And I uh, highly recommend for anyone that's coming to the Nashville area, take a day. Yeah. Go down to Lynchburg, hit up the drive. distillery. Yeah. Go see Miss Mary Bobo's and yes. have lunch. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah. And if you want to find out more information on Jack, just go to jackdaniels.com. You can book your tours there. You can read about all their offerings, all their limited edition offerings, everything they have. So go check them out. Cheers. Cheers.
It doesn't end here. For all things whiskey and rock, and for info on how to join our Patreon, just visit our website at whiskeyandrock.com. That's whiskey, A-N-D, rock. And of course, follow us, share us, do it, like it, love it. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Whiskey and Rock. Whiskey and Rock is produced by Mead Man and is a Wise Company production. Our show is brought to you by Zoom. For more information, go to zoomcorp.com.